This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey electrical contractors, I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb/contractorbetter. Uh, it's a very good evening. Um, it's about uh, an hour and 45 minutes away from the kickoff against Nottingham Forest. And this is the Reds Report a reaction with myself, Carlo Van der Watering. Of course, he is here. He's the, he's the foreigner amongst us this evening. Steve Andrews, how are we doing? I don't want to be a foreigner. It's not fair. <laughs> good evening. I'm very well, so thank you. And also, uh, the uh, the author of the Tykes blog, Ian Hope, is with us again. Ian, thanks for joining us again. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, um, if, 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 if you fancy listening to something maybe, you know, positive and uplifting, switch off now. somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. What, what we do try and do as a Reds report is just state our thoughts, our feelings and our opinions. And everybody's entitled to those opinions. And sometimes we don't agree, sometimes we do agree. And um, let's start straight away then. Following the, B, uh, the Birmingham defeat, uh, Poyeras Bargi was asked... Um, about uh, the substitutions and, and, and other things. And um, I'll start with you, Ian. Um, when, when asked why Jasper Moon came on and not Will Hundemar, because Hundemar is probably a bit more of a, uh, let me say, a, a, a penetrating midfielder than maybe Jasper Moon is, he said that uh, Moon offers uh, different different things on the pitch, including um, his long throw. Without uh, criticising the lads, because Jasper Moon is a football player that gets paid by Barnsley FC, and whoever decides that he should play, you know, obviously he plays. Um, I found it personally a little bit of a, 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 let's say, a weak explanation for that situation because we all know we're crying out for a midfielder. And whilst Undermark might not have the experience, what we've seen from him, he's not afraid to go forward and make things happen. So um, is, 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 is there maybe another reason, do you think, why, why Moon got the nod and not Will Undermark? Or what, what were your thoughts on his uh, explanation? Because he's not picking the team. Because <laughs> <laughs> the boardroom's picking the formations in the team more than likely. Um, I like, I like three minutes so in, I've and we got, got to agree. <laughs> got to agree. <laughs> yeah, but there's no there's no tells you can say about that, is there? It's true. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I've seen recently a few people uh, turning against Poya, um, and that's understandable, really. The run, but yeah, it was a bit of an odd explanation, wasn't it? Really. Um, like I say, I don't want to criticise too much some players because um, they're young lads, aren't they? Um, yeah. But, like you said, we're entitled to our opinion and <clears throat> why Hondamark doesn't get played is beyond 
most Reds thoughts. Um, it just it just seems a daft daft answer to a question. I won't even put that down to language barrier or anything like that. No, no. I think it, it, it's more of a. <laughs> it, it felt a little bit of a. Well, it's out of my hands, but that's not what I can tell you, kind of. Thing. And that's how it just felt yeah. to me. Um, yeah. Steve, uh, on social media today, somebody made a comparison of all the clubs that this uh, consortium owns, and uh, not really any of them are, are doing really, really well. Is, is it the end of the stats-based approach that they so proudly brought to Barnsley and not really working here or elsewhere? Or is it maybe a case of maybe the plan just needs tweaking a little bit rather than sticking to it meticulously? Well, I mean, I'm not being funny. This the Billy Bean thing that all kicked it off and, you know, when, when they first came in and, you know, everybody were excited uh, because we were going to, you know, develop younger players from lower leagues and we were going to make all this money because, yeah, you know, as, as I've always said, it is a business. They will run it to a business plan. I would say it needs tweaking, definitely. Um, but they'll not just be... Barnsley that uses stats based, you know, uh, getting players in. Every, every football club will. I was listening to Stuart Pierce on Talk Sport this afternoon while I was working. Yes, I was working. Uh, and he were on about he's going to watch Kidderminster and somewhere else because they've got a mint cup. But this is still going off. People will still have scouts going out. I can't remember last time Barnsley ever said we sent a scout out to watch anybody. Do we have, do we still have scout? Do we still bother no, we out no. like that? No. Or do we rely completely on a piece of paper that says, oh, that lad might be a decent player in two, three years' time? So I think stats-based uh, looking at players and such does go on with all clubs. I just think the way that we do it, does it need tweaking or does it need a complete overall? probably needs a complete overall to be honest and mm. um, we use the stats-based approach uh ian under, under patrick crine as well where is the difference if if the approach we used under crine and obviously james is very much into this stats-based we brought players in like hurrahane mawson pinnock roberts that did really well for us and then went on uh made, made us a few quid but but they went on and did better things greater things whatever you want to call it and this time we've got Olare and Iseka, we've got Cole, we've got Victor Abeja, probably was already at the club. Uh, we've got loan players in that are not really being played. Is it, are we Are we looking, are we going into that supermarket of stats and looking at the bargain bucket or are we not shopping around properly? Is it the wage structure? Or where, where has it gone? Or is it the ownership? It's probably a bit of everything, really. I think um, I look at that squad that Stendhal had in League One and you look at that core of Davis, Lindsay, Pinnock, McGeehan, Mowat, Moore, and and like the players you mentioned earlier with Hurricane, Roberts, etc. There's a core of them that click at the yeah. right at the same time. Yeah. This season, we've probably got one or two that have clicked that could probably hold the head eye. Everybody's gone right off the boil at the same yeah. time, which doesn't help. I think there's probably the wage cap, whilst I don't think we'll go bust under this ownership, far from it, because they count the pennies yeah. and we won't we won't spend more than we bring in, like the likes of Wigan did and, and Bolton did. But in the interview with Khaled last week, you set the bar so low. Okay, 
you don't want to go bump. But you can't expect to get quality championship level players in if you're only paying top whack 15 grand a week. It just doesn't happen. If they if their achievements, they talk about being a top half club in the championship. So you're talking of your Prestons, your Blackburns, your Swansea's, possibly your Forests. You're not telling me they only pay 15 grand a week. And I know it is getting a balance and we don't want to go bump. But you've got to you've got to be prepared. That that is really League One standard, isn't it? Yeah. What you're paying, and I think this squad, in some some of the players are League One standard, and they're paying for it. Mm. So it's, it's actually then, when you think about it, it's a League One business plan, and the yeah. fact that we get that promotion every couple of years or so, that's your bonus to make a little bit of extra money. Yeah. But the, the long run is we're going to end up back in League One, and then we'll start again and. That's you know that that might it fit is. their business plan, but it doesn't fit a supporter's no. way of, of following a football club. I, I, I think what worries me more than anything, I get it's a business. What worries me more than anything that if Steve, Ian, if you were both directors of let's say I don't know a factory or whatever, and things were going wrong and you started losing money and you know people weren't buying your, you'd have to adapt your plan, wouldn't you? People yeah. do this. We've seen yeah. businesses do it. Throughout the, you we've seen pubs during the lockdown do Sunday dinners in a drive-through to try and tweak and try. You know, our biggest two transfers have been Struber and Ismail. No player has gone for any sort of you know decent amount of money. Players were brought in that have been sent on loan because they just either not good. Well, you'd have to say they're not good enough because they're not getting selected. It, it's nothing. It's more than just worrying that. We're on the 25th of January and there's not one transfer coming. And you can't tell me because they always say they're looking for the next one. They're looking for the next one. It feels like they're happy for us to go to League One and sort of press the reset button and try again. I think they are. But what I've got, you know, I'm going to play it flip to this because just because you've got, I'll not say a failing business, but a business that's not doing very well, sometimes throwing money at it will not get you out of it. It'll just put you in a deeper. I mean, look. I mean, you know, you look at your Wigans and and your Derbies and what have you. Who threw money at it, and it didn't actually work because they bought wrong players on too much money. You know, I get we. It's again, it's that balance, isn't it? You need a bit yeah. of balance somewhere. Yeah. We it, need something. I get, I get, well, I get, I get your point totally. You don't want to throw stupid money. You look at Swansea last season and that squad that got to the playoffs. They were paying. Uh, the striker up front is 80 grand a week or something. Yeah, How could they ever sustain that? Bournemouth were doing it as well in an attempt to get back to the Premier League. And I'm not advocating breaking the bank. And I don't think anybody is. You look on social media, nobody's saying let's spend millions. No. But if you just raise that bar a little bit, to, we'll pay a little bit more wages to get that little bit better standard of player in. Because ultimately, you, you, you we're not even seeing good football. It's It's not that... Okay, we don't expect to be pushing for the playoffs every season, but you'd you'd like to see some decent football. And I just I just think and I, and I've wrote I've wrote it today. I, I really think they are not spending money in this window when you've got the likes of and some people might laugh, but Jermaine Defoe there, and you've got League yeah. One clubs like Oxford and Sunderland are prepared to pay his wages. A, a proven goal scorer that you're crying out for that you could say, yeah, uh, Jermaine is a six month contract. Maybe pay as you play or whatever bonuses for goals. You know, you could tailor it to yourself. Get him in. Do that with a midfielder. 
that I don't think they're prepared to pay get Poyer the money. No. I don't think they trust him. I don't think I don't know if he'll be here come the summer. I think they're clearly waiting for League One. I think they're, yeah. they're clearly going to sell off some of the if they can if they get the bids, sell off the top players to balance the books of relegation, and they will look at League Two, Scotland, League One, um, because. Uh, to build that squad again and hope that they can do what Stendhal did. Because you look, we're not being linked with anybody. We're being linked with players at Dundee. Um, although, you know, none of, yeah. not, not somebody of the ilk of Defoe. Oh, no. Ooh, I think that's why Herbie Keynes left stopped where he is. Yeah, I, I, because no, he's I was, playing well is, is an ascent to sell. You leave him yeah. in League One, like he has done all his career, like he did at Donny, and people will look at him and think, oh, that's a tidy player, that. We'll pay a bit of money for that. We did it. Yeah. We've done. We did exactly the same. So leave him at Oxford. Let him have a good season. They may may get promoted. May get playoffs. I don't know. But at least then it puts him in shop. Will shop window. Yeah. Come. You get another five hundred grand for it. But but you get well, five hundred yeah. grand for him. That's what, what it seems. Is. But what seems really really strange is that in all honesty, we'll probably need a player like Kane next season in League One. So yeah. you know it, 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 what it, I suppose what is more important to the owners. Is it preparing for what's more than likely going to come? Listen, the way things are going, you know, uh, end of February, early March, relegation will probably be confirmed because mathematically we can't make it up because, let's face it, we, we couldn't score in a brothel at the moment. Are they just literally preparing for next season already? Because they don't... There is nothing in the Kellard interview, and, and I don't blame him, because when you've got groups like Conway out and people sack the board and they put Kellard in front of the camera... It's not really fair because it's not. We haven't got the issue with him. We want to get to the people that have made all this, those decisions. And then when you talk, talk about money and reinvesting in the squad, if if um, Paul Conway worked for a bank, he'd be sacked now because he invested the money that we got for Ishmael and Struber into Isaker and Olare. Well, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> you, you know, you know they, they were they were they, they were heralded as flagship signings. And I can't help but think that somewhere our Belgium connection will have something to do with that. They'll have, they'll have seen and play and said, oh, you know, they're all right. But in fairness, one, maybe if he had a bit of a run, he'd be all right. But he said, we don't see a consistent run for him in the team, which is one of the issues. Olare, I mean, does he exist even? Because we've not seen nothing of him. Who's holding who to account? Is that why you think Ian people starting with the board out? Because it's getting really toxic now, isn't it? It is, and it has been it has been coming for a while. To be fair, um, fair play for Khalid to come and front oh, up, yeah. but yeah. a lot of the questions were not really for him. And it's time Conway come and um, fronted up because he can answer some of these questions. Whether he will is another is another matter. Um, so I, I think fair play, and, and the questions were good that were put to him. But no, did anybody really believe his answers? which just probably fanned the flames even more. Uh, some of them he's like, he dodged and said, well, I, I, I wasn't here then. Or, and then I just I just didn't believe some of the stuff he was saying. I, I have to say, and I thought that that to me felt a bit because to some of the things that, oh, you know, I wasn't here then, I wasn't here then. But he was very well rehearsed when he talked about experience or Hurrahan and things like that. But it, so it's a little bit like it, that I wasn't here then was more of a defence if he didn't want to answer something because yeah. he knows about our history. He knows exactly what players we've had selling and uh, what's next. Well, maybe maybe they have made a signing already that we don't know about. Maybe they've signed 
Boris's uh, speechwriter. <laughs> it seems to be it seems to be the same thing we're getting, not only from Top at Club, but like you said, from from Poya and from Backroom as well. It's all it all seems to be sort of a an answer that covers up what is actually wrong and what is actually going wrong. And and what is your? Uh, I'll I'll ask you both. Start with Ian. What what? So we now think we figured out that the board has imposed this change of playing style because we were very successful on the Val in and that style of play that we had, the identity that we had. Doing no bits, Callum said himself, off the pitch, it wasn't a successful year. I mean, as a football team to finish fifth in the championship, if that's not a successful year off the crazy pitch. Comment. Yeah, yeah. Crazy comment. So um if the, the style needed to be changed, but it, it feels from what I see as a fan, it feels like we've gone from that super high press to having an almost like a no idea press because you can't even say, I know maybe it needs to come down a bit because, you know, the fans are back and we've only got three subs. I get that completely. But instead of maybe driving at 100 miles down the motorway, we could drive at 70. But we're, we're in, you know, the slow lane at 20 miles an hour backwards because we have no identity. What What's next, Ian? Good question. Well, Ian, you're gonna, this is, this is going to get you your next job, this, this answer. <laughs> No, I feel like I'm at a job interview. Um, <laughs> I think I think the two management. I think getting shopping was a was the bad move, and it backfired. And it's not rekindled under Poya. Yeah. I don't think, like say, I don't know. I don't think the players are as fit as they were under Ismail. No. Uh, I don't think they weren't at the start of the season. I think there's just mixed messages. The board want this, then it changes, and then a new manager comes in. So you, you, you've just got this mixture that's gone all all wrong. There's no direction. And I think it's it's every part of the business. From the top right down, there's no direction. There's no communication. Um, it's like the wing in it every day. Yeah. Steve, for you, what's next? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you look at, yeah, shop. It didn't work. Does it mean he's a bad manager? No, not necessarily. It just it just didn't fit what what our players wanted. Um, I think. Is it what our players at, wanted or what the board wanted? Well, to me, players wanted somebody like Ishmael that's going to beat him with a stick. That's my take on it. Because everything you hear about Ishmael, he was quite authoritarian. You know, he he tell them what were what, and they had some sort of direction. They were fittest they've ever been. Um, it wasn't always the best sort of football to watch, let's be honest, and it wasn't at times, but it got us, nearly got us where we wanted to be. Shop came in and it's it's not worked out. But normally when you have that sort of situation, the next person that comes in then does bring some sort of identity or you get somebody in that's a strong character and you back them. Whereas yeah. Poyas come in with a whimper, it looks as though he's going to go out with a whimper and again, it doesn't mean to say he's a bad manager, but he's getting no support. Uh, we did lose quite a lot at backroom. Andy, I always say Andy Murray, and it's not Andy Murray, although he got <laughs> knocked out at Australian Open, didn't he? But that's another story. You know, Murray went when Ishmael went. So did he have more of an influence than we ever thought he would? Is this why Devane is suddenly coming to into dugout to bring some sort of connection between players and and what Poya wants to do. The thing is, and I know you mentioned it earlier, Carlo, um, about a director of football. 
we've already got a director of football. Conway's director of football because he's picking everything that goes off. Yeah, I. So, I, so what's Poyer there for? You know what I mean? I don't. I don't see. I don't see anything changing, to be honest. Well, I, it, it was a discussion me and Steve had on the on the phone yesterday, I think, where I said to me, if if you've got a, a coach or a head coach, if you're using this statistical sort of approach kind of thing, should we leave Poya to really concentrate on the coaching and getting ready match day and training and everything else? And should we have a football person, whether that be an ex-player, somebody who's worked at other clubs, the director of football, to filter these signings to maybe go and look? And to, because Conway is the businessman. And Conway knows enough all about football. And, and that's not a criticism at all. Because if he owns the club, you should have the right people. But between him, so you've got Kellard who's come in now. But he's, he always, he's, he's not involved really with the, the playing. on the He's more off the pitch. So it, it was an idea that sort of came out. I think one of the worries I've got is that it's just on all, on all fronts it's going wrong, isn't it? We had the, the, the debacle of the voucher books. Oh, I thought, don't. Let's not start with that. Let's not start I, with that yet. We, we, I'm we, pointing my pencil at you now because that's an absolute... We, I don't want a flipping cuddly toy when I buy some bedding because I'm 56 year old. I'm not buying any bedding. And, and, and to put on top of that, it's January and Christmas shopping's done. And if somebody wanted bedding or personalising the shirt, they would have got it by now. But to, to say that part of our owners are very big in marketing... I mean, that's like a belly flop of the low board, isn't it? You've got these people that promise, that promise a better fan experience. And I get the fan experience is probably highly influenced by how we do on the pitch. But we've got the Lebanese chicken in the East Stand. And in fairness, that's the most positive thing I'll see. It's not available in the Pontian mind, but it is in the East Stand. If you want to use your vouchers in the Pontiant, I suggest you're going to miss at least the last 20 minutes of the first half. Otherwise, you're not going to get served. And on every single front, fans are being let down. Anyway, I'm going to go off my high stool now. And um, Ian, and I know you, you mentioned something. Um, the Barnsley, why the Barnsley board are setting the team up to fail was uh, your blog that came out today. I, I, Steve rang me earlier, says you need to have a read because that's that's really good. Just because you want people to read it, obviously, but just tell us a little bit about your, your thoughts and, and and what you put. Well, I've been coming and hiring whether to write stuff anyway. But it's been that negative around the club. I've kind of backed off a little bit from from it because it's just negative, isn't it? Even even reading um, the same stuff from the players, the quotes, the pre-match quotes, saying they've got 24 cup finals and then they put in an abject performance, and it's it, just everything has been doom and gloom. But I just I just felt that the board ultimately, uh, although everybody takes um, has to accept their part in this, but the board more basically sold the team and the fans down the river with this model, uh, with the decisions that they've made, the planning that they're doing in January is clearly not to stay in the championship because if they were, they would have they would have seriously by now, like say, what, third week of January, of you'd have heard of bids even if they wouldn't have, even if they'd have failed. And I just felt that they're clearly catering for League One I don't get this. Callard talked about it going on about, yeah, we want to get these players. Like he, he talked about Mowat, and Mowat was Hurricane's replacement, and then he developed and became this good player. Yes, but we're not benefiting. The board are benefiting because they're getting extra money because these players are playing well. But, and 
I think of um, more what's an example. West Brom are now benefiting from all the work that, that Barnes yeah. put into him. I think of Jacob Brown. We got him a raw talent, developed him, brought him on. Now Stoke are benefiting. The only benefit to Barnsley is is the board that they've got some a transfer fee for him. You want to see the you always want to see young players make it. Everybody does, but you can't put eleven young lads out there. You, you're setting them up to fail. And, the confidence and this is, is on the floor. Yeah. And are you you're telling me that you're going to get a good transfer fee for him in the summer? Are you work? You, you've got to put. Certainly, the spine of the team's got to have experience, and Khaled just got it all wrong about what he means by experience. You need some older heads. You know that division. You can help them lads on and off the pitch and put an arm around them and yep. watch them develop. But we're not seeing the we're not seeing the best of this development, are we? Because they're going off to bigger clubs and getting paid three times as much. And don't forget when people talk about Mowat uh, succeeding Hurray, When when Mowat came back, Matty James were next to him to learn yeah. him that trade. And and when Matty James left after that season, we had a, a leader in the making. And um, and, and listen, this is not because I love these players or whatever, but if you look at Sheffield United today, they've got Hurricane in the side. They've signed Adam Davies today, you know, yeah. a 29-year-old on a six-month contract. So, you know, you do well, I'm sure you get to... And I know he's a goalkeeper. We don't need a goalkeeper. But what I'm saying is every other team, even like your Brentfords, have, have got these young players, but strategically placed are some older heads that can yeah. even on the pitch help these players. Well, your, prime, and, and, your prime example of that, and Matty James came back. Ramal Palmer was shocking. He played with Ramal Palmer, and Ramal Palmer had, had a, a cracking second half of last season. Yeah. Matty James leaves. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody in that midfield now that you can say is an experienced midfielder as such. Even Benson, although he's come from Premiership, he's still only a young lad. But who, and who, Ramal Palmer's gone completely the other way now. So, and this is, but this is the problem, isn't it? At Burnley, Benson wasn't the experienced midfielder. He had somebody no. next to him. So it, it, it's to me, it's like you see somebody riding a bike with some stabilizers on. You buy him from that club. You take the stabilizer off, expecting him to go. He still needs somebody like that. And, and this is where. And I know it's always about money. And you know what? We get it completely. But surely success on the pitch would bring success off the pitch. And we're yeah. not talking about buying a five million pound player or doing a Man City. We don't even have to do, you know, a, a Wigan or whatever. Uh, it's like you said, we're in the January window. A six-month short-term contract for a free agent to prove they've still got it and can play in this division would benefit both parties, wouldn't it? And yeah. and I, yeah, it's just you know, and um, we will have all seen on social media that now uh, the Barnsley fans are now uh, grouping themselves. So there's the there's the the Conway out group, they might have renamed it now because somebody did say, why do you say Conway? Because there's Chen Li and there's all the other ones as well. And uh, their talk is about that there is an interested party. Um, I don't know local or not. That would be potentially interested in taking the club over. Um, is it a case of better the devil you know and, and trying to influence what we've got at the moment than going in? Because buying a football club you always say, don't you? If I win the if I win the Euro Mill, I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy the team. But you, well, what 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 do you do with that? Besides maybe getting a box for yourself. And um, where, where do you stand on that? Would, would you welcome sort of new owners, or are we a little bit of? You know, I'd rather these listen and maybe make small changes to suit what happens on and off the pitch, Ian. Yeah, I think you've got to be careful what you wish for. Um, and we have slated the board for the last half an hour, and now I'm probably going to say, well, I don't. I don't want them to go. It's not that. You've just got to be careful who comes in. 
You've got you, the, the long list of football clubs. You even have, you know you only have to look at kind of the documentary that Savage did about Macclesfield and how hard it is and how clubs can be an absolute money pit. Um, I think first and foremost we need them to listen and understand where we're coming from, and if they can, if they if they could come down off their high horse and tweak their model somewhat, and we could stabilise in time in the championship and play decent football, then great. You've just got to be careful about who comes in. If somebody does buy the club off them, they're not always going to be that knight in shining armour, are they? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very tough tough one to call, as bad as I don't think I don't think camp. anybody buys a football club looking to make money. Because you can't, unless you've got like your Abramoviches or, you know, your American... The American guys at Liverpool and Manchester United, you don't come into buying a football club thinking, oh, yeah, I'll put 10 million in and then in five years' time I'll be able to sell it and get 15, 20 million out of it. It doesn't work like that, does it, Ian? No. No. You're constantly throwing money in just basically yeah. at times to keep it afloat. Look at my, look at Ashley. Yeah, you, I mean, you look at, well, yeah, a classic example in Newcastle might be interesting to see. I mean, even they're struggling with a January window because nobody wants to go to play for it. Nobody wants to play for six months in a relegation fight and not know whether they're going to be a championship player or a Premier League player next season. Exactly. You look at you look at I think City have put a billion into that club, whether off and on the pitch. Um, it's, it's it's you've got to have deep pockets before you get any sort of return. Even Abramovich has put how many millions, hundreds of millions oh God, yeah. into that club. So you've got to be careful. Yes, this is not perfect at the minute, and I, I, my perf, personal opinion would be if they could just listen and work with the fans and communicate better, we could all go in the right direction. But it's whether they will. Where did it all go wrong? Is it? Is it this? Is it? So they, they came in with all these promises, and it then seems that when this thing with the ground and the council and crying holding you know owning the ground and not wanting to sell it when that first came to light that sort of you know some cracks became visible then um the uh, pacific consortium are taking the the, the crimes to court because the crimes are saying they got an installment of seven hundred fifty thousand pounds that came out of the club account I don't get it, but apparently that's not what was agreed. So there's a court case going on. You then have the division of the West End because the council says it was absolutely safe. We had a safety certificate and everything was fine. The club, the new CEO comes in and he says, oh, no, we need to shut it. Um, is this at the heart, because these owners can't maybe develop the ground as they wanted to, is this a way of them making, you know, is this part of their exit strategy, should I say? Maybe get relegated, find new owners and then move on because they can't do... If you, if you look at what they did um, when they owned the um, the French uh, the French team, go on. Nice. Uh, nah, nice. Nice. <laughs> when they owned Nice, they did they the stadium. They talked about the fan experience, didn't they? When they bought the fan experience, I mean, the fan zone's not even back. Three three, you know, a stage, some food trucks, and and you know. You can go out and down on a Saturday night. So I don't know why you can't have 150 fans in a fan zone with some live music and interviews and everything else. And it just seems that everything they promised seemed to have been on, on hold or cancelled since their intention of re redeveloping the ground has, has, has not been, you know, getting the go ahead. Is, is this what, at the heart of it all? Because that's where their money was going to be. I don't know. I think when you look at when you look at their business plan, 
and we, we, we've talked about it and we've said, you know, they are businessmen. They must be because they've got millions, so they've obviously made it somewhere. Um, if you're selling a product, you would get more money for your product in a championship than you would get for your product in Division One. So that's a bit contradictory, you know. If they are looking to sell and get out because they're not happy with council, they're not happy with crimes, they're not happy with West Stand, it serves them better to stay in championship than it does to go down into League One. So there's there's contradictions there. Um, West Stand is always going to be a bugbear anyway. It does need it needs flattening and rebuilding and, and making it into a a full a full stadium again uh, for for you know for 21st century. Of course it does. But we've got to fill it. And, you know, the knock on from all this is you look at season tickets for next season because it's only another couple of months and they'll be banging on the door for your for your early birds. Oh, March, isn't it? Is it February, yeah, March? But, normally, you know, isn't it? we did really well this year. What did we get this year? We, we capped it at 10,000 at one time because we, you know, we got that incentive. Oh, we might go up. So people jumped on bandwagon, which is fine. No, I am not criticizing that at all. But we'll be lucky to be go back to six thousand season tickets if we go down, because of not just the fact that we've gone down, but the fact that there's been no investment. There doesn't look as though there's gonna be any investment. They're not gonna they're not gonna do anything to ground. If you rent a house, you're not gonna do it up and put a new kitchen and a new bathroom in, are you? Because you might only be there a little bit longer than you're gonna get away and somebody else will come in. So, you know, you look at the business plan, some of it you understand, or I understand it. Some of it just does not make sense because you're selling an inferior product. Mm. Um, besides the, the, the obvious thing that we've sort of mentioned, you know, the midfield and the experience and everything else, where, again, I suppose it's back to recruitment. If if you look at the goals that we scored, or should I say not scored, Coley Woodrow, you know, love him or hate him, um, you know, he hasn't become a bad player overnight. You can uh, argue whether he's getting the service, whether he falls too deep. But when you've got Cole, Morris, Woodrow, Iseka, Olare, Adebayejo, that's six strikers. Are we back to that point of recruitment then? Are we then back? Or are some of them that maybe were already at the club, although not many of them? You know, last January, we signed Liam Kitchen, we signed Daryl DK and we signed, we signed Carlton Morris. I mean, what a window that was. <laughs> you know, yeah. Morris is still here. And, you know, maybe if we change the formation and you play 4 4 2, you've got Morris and Woodrow up front. You've, you've got a threat there. You've got a real, you know, championship threat. Where has it all gone wrong then? How, I think you're right. Is there a finger pointing at, at some of these players as well? Maybe not caring no more? I mean, I'm not, I'm just asking. No, I think I think, and I, I don't know what you think about it, Ian. I think formation is wrong. Yeah, I just I just don't think the formation suits us at all. Whether we go back to four four two, or whether we play three five two, I think three up front, for whatever reason, does not suit. It doesn't suit us. It doesn't suit our players at all. Uh, no. We've got your six strikers. Big Vic's playing quite well at minute. He had a decent game against Birmingham. It looks as though he's got some passion in him. Devante Cole's not had a re- decent run. When he has been on, he's not done a great deal. Woodrow's got slated up Hill and Darndale. 
He don't become a bad player of a, of a night at all. And he's, he could still do a job for us, but he's injured. Carlton Morris is best striker we've got. No yeah. doubt about that. But Stephen, he has off days. Alari, I don't know him. I don't know who you're talking about when you talk about <laughs> him. Uh, and his seek has done sod all for me. But I still come back to what I've banged on about all, all last season as well, to be honest. You're never going to get a decent goal if you can't provide out from midfield. Yeah, I, I totally, yeah. I totally Three. agree. And your, your comment um, a couple of months ago about Britain couldn't cross his legs. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, that midfield, and Khaled said it as well, they were expected both from Benson and Gomez. It hasn't worked. Styles and Britain have not got to the standards that they got last season. So that's why the likes of Woodrow has, has, has had to drop back so much and try and get the ball and he's too deep because he's not getting a sniff. Um, and, and I agree, three up front isn't working. Midfield is is desperate, so you bolster midfield and you either put four in there or you put five in there and play a three-five-two. You make... Poyer was going on about trying to get that balance between not leaking goals and scoring goals. Well, pack that midfield, make it difficult, and then use your likes of Styles and Britain to to hit on the break or suddenly provide some, and keep two. And obviously, easier said than done with injury, but keep the same two up top so they form a bit of a partnership. Yeah, um, they play players out of position. The midfield. How many goals we've conceded where teams have just walked right through us? Uh, I've lost count. So, yeah, I think uh, players have, have dropped off, but the formation's not right at all. I have to say, um, I think three up front is great if you played a high-press football, and most of the football takes place in the opposition half because they're there. Um, I heard somebody say uh, during the uh, Birmingham match that we, we play one of two styles. We either go and we press and we get in the area and we're highly ineffective, or we drop too deep and the midfield is non-existent. And and the, the identity we had last season um, is sort of completely gone. Um, the gaffer, Poyas Bagi, we talked about it, not in the dugout tonight. Um, Ferran, Joseph Lauman, and... Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Devaney uh, in the dugout. Uh, it's, it's an illness. Um, those three take a training... As well, I mean, obviously, as a general, we wish him all the best. But is this maybe, you know, is he ill? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Oh, but no. you, know, whenever, you know, when everything around you falls down, it's sort of he's, like you know what I mean. Probably he's probably ill with all this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Between years, then, because you know, you you know, you know your football a little bit. I I know we we don't know because we you know there's a lot of illness there's injuries uh, COVID in the camp and we know yesterday they played or they trained shall I say with 13 first teamers over the season though without any injuries if the squad was available could you just talk me through the formation you would play and who would play where so you know who who would make your team can start? I can I just nip in here before you do this yeah am I right in thinking that a couple of loan players that were playing in Belgium have come back this week. Uh, they played in Asbjerg, yeah. Charlie uh, Winfield's come back. And Matty Wolf. Matty Wolf's come back. And Matty Wolf... I thought Matty Wolf, a few couple of games he played end of last season, he looked quite tidy to me. Yeah. I know, he's, again, we're back to a young boy and what have you, a young lad, what should I say, but... You know, should these players then be coming back? Because they must be fit, because they've been playing. So can they not come straight? Can we can we pick them then? You, you know, don't know. Me and Ian decide we're picking team. Um, for if, me, if, if you've got your boots out, Carlo, you can get a game tonight. If 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 you wanted to, you could select them, I suppose. But I'd like to think. What I'm getting to is, for instance, Toby Civic. 
and it's like he's dropped off. Well, we don't hear from him. He's never on the bench. From what I've seen, especially when he first came, a very young lad was asked to play in multiple sort of positions, and he will. I thought I said it to Stephen. If he keeps playing like that, that could be your next two, two, you know, one and a half, two million. Because I was really, really impressed with him. Then he's just nowhere. And and people like um, you know Jasper Moon, for instance, gets gets to play in defence before Toby Simic does. Not even in the matchday squad who doesn't play for the under twenty threes. Again, is this? It doesn't fit this the style that they want to play. Is this something personal? Because it's it's a waste of a wage, isn't it? That we're paying week in week out. It is, and I think Sibic is a bit like Anderson, a classic example of where you need that older head experienced with them. And Anderson has, has come on now, especially with Helic there. And I think Sibic is one of those players that so because he come you got to remember he come very young. Yeah. He come from down south. He had to relocate uh, up here. He was the. It's not easy for him, and I think he, he really would have benefited from an older head at the side of him because he is quick. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, 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 it beggars belief that when the team is completely stripped through injury and illness that he doesn't even appear. Why? Is, yeah. is, a, is a first, so are you just hope, can't tell I, me he's worse than Jordan Williams. I'm sorry, but Jordan, no. Jordan is, is not Are you not playing team. him because... You, you, you're going to sell him in January and you don't want him picking up an injury, but wouldn't you have sold him by now because they got yeah. rid of Ben Williams quite quick? Yeah. Um, it is, it's a mystery. Is it, it really is a mystery as to why Civic doesn't at least mm. get on the bench or, or get near that team at the minute. Right. Who's in goal? <clears throat> this is the uh, team of the season so far. Yeah. Who is in goal? I, th- I, think, it... I, think when, I think when they're fit, the team pretty much picks itself, do you not think? I think we, you know that you've got Collins in goal, Helic Anderson. I mean, it depends if you're playing a three or a four at the back. But Helic Anderson. What would, play? what would you want to play? What do you think would be the most successful formation for Barnsley to actually score goals and clean sheets? I'd like to see a three-five-two because we've not seen much of it. But then a four-four-two. If your fullbacks push on and help Styles and Britain, you know, um, yeah. a four would work. Um, but we then play people out of position. But are you playing? Are you going to play Britain as a right winger? Then or are you going to play Britain as a right back? I'd like to see him push further up because I think he can do more, and he is a, he can be a bit of a up and down all day kind of player. I'd like to see him pushed a bit further up and put some decent crosses because last season he could put some really good crosses in, and we were a threat when the ball was going in the box with the likes of DK and um, Morris on the end of him. Yeah, I'd like to see him push further up and being a bit more offensive. But what's gone wrong with his crossing? Do you know what I mean? This season, like, you know, well, you know my comment. He's yeah. been he's been shot, and times I think he tries to do fancy stuff, and it just doesn't it just doesn't turn out. And let's be honest, he ain't going to score for us while ever he's got all in his ass. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and this is where the players have got to take some of the responsibility. They worked their socks off last year under Val, and this year there's been times where they've not trapped back and goals have been conceded and they've trotted back or they've been caught far too upfield and not bust a gut to get back. Yeah. They did it at Preston. I think they did it for one of the goals at Blackburn. Um, so they've got to take some of the responsibility as well. Mm. Who who should be the captain? Because there's been a lot of moaning about, you know, I know Woodrow's off at the moment. Anderson has got the, the, the captain, obviously, at the moment. Um, 
is he captain's material or is he just the best of the bunch that we've got and therefore you know yeah because just, there's no denying anderson has, has grown his stature and ability and, and, and everything else from what we saw season before last when you know he had the mistakes here and there and they were costly that season without fans seems to have he's matured he's come back stronger wiser maybe i don't know um is he your choice for captain I've always been of the opinion that strikers should never be captains. I think it should be somebody further back at the pitch, whether it be a central midfielder or a centre-half or even a goalkeeper who can see everything ahead of them. You've obviously got to have personality in that. I can see why Polly Woodrow is the oldest Polly one in the squad or he's been there the longest and you don't know what he does off the pitch where he is one who can put an arm around a player. I'm just going to, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you and I'm going to give you the team for tonight because it's just come through. Breaking news. Oh, break. Can you take a tape across the bottom of the screen? Collins in goal. A back four, I would presume, of Williams, Anderson, who's captain, Halleck and Moon, Styles, Gomez, Palmer, and Iseka, Cole, and Adebayejo. On the bench, Walton, uh, I can never read, Sraha, Hundemark, Vita, Wolf, Thompson, and Bremang. I take it that's one of the under-23. So, Collins in goal, Williams, Anderson, Halleck, maybe the back three, Moon in midfield with Styles Gomez, Palmer, Cole, Adebayejo, Iseka up front. Reactions, boys. <laughs> one nil away if, if you've got a left, If you've got a left-back and you're struggling for left-backs and Rami Vita's supposed to be next big left-back, left-wing-back, why the hell is he not playing? Well, when you do play, why play him not right-wing? Don't understand <laughs> yeah. it, mate. No, honestly, I it does. I, I don't get it. Really, don't weird. get it. And it, it. It's weird because Vita is the one we've got an option for to buy. Is it? Are they looking at you know a natural replacement for somebody that? I mean, I, I listen. I, I I don't know. Um, but the front three, yeah, Iseka, Cole, Adebayo tonight. Um, Morris uh, is not in the squad, so he must be one of them. That's that's um, what that's getting sold. Ill, injured. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Um, I mean, your thoughts? He's sake a call out of my age on front three. I've stuck my neck out today when I wrote that thing, and and some people have, have sort of said a bit a bit a bit harsh, but I genuinely think Big Vic and Cole are League One standard footballers. Um, I think I think Cole hasn't had a good running the side and I think under shop there was rumours even he was going to go after the in, in the summer window as soon as he come in there was rumours he was going to go on the last day so I think he's been dealt a bit of a poor card call one minute he's in then he's out for ages but I just don't think certainly that yeah the try and all that but I think when it comes to this league and you might want to get a couple of chances tonight Morrison Woodrow yeah. would probably well normally on farm will put them away I don't think these two lads will and no. might be harsh but that's my opinion. I think well, they'll be better in League One. They're not I, this standard. And I think when you say, you know, League One, it, it, it's not harsh, is it? Because you have to go, how many times have we seen? And I know it, the effort is always there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if, if I got to play 50 minutes on that, you'd see effort from me. But that's not always enough, is it? You, you can't make up what you're lacking skill for effort. The number of times me and Steve are texting over during the match, and it's like, during Birmingham, the number of loose passes... And bad first touches. But that's basics, isn't it? That's what you learn as an under nine, how to get the ball. And it just seems that it's 11 individuals playing. It don't feel like a team. I think that's confidence. 
that there is none. And also, and it's been mentioned before, where's the leader on the pitch? We've talked about a captain, but where's the leader who's going to metaphorically get a grip of them or put an arm around them and, and, and calm them down or get them through a dodge, like the last five minutes before half time or whatever it is to get through? Game management, we're 11 individuals. Even yeah. you could argue, where's Helic or um, certainly not coming from centre midfield either. Where, where, And it's been all season, there is not that player or two or three players who will get a grip of somebody and have settle them down or give them a rollicking and um, an up standards. It'd be interesting, isn't it? Two things. Anderson is captain with uh, Williams. Obviously, Helic is there um, because we know, well, whoever we face, they obviously the farther up the table than, than what we are. The midfield stands out for me because I see Styles, Gomez and Palmer and I just think there's yellows there. Because all three of them, if you know, Palmer a few times, Styles. Um, I'll I'll tell you what the um, the forest, uh, what the forest team will be. What's your thoughts, Steve, on tonight? I like Gomez. I've got to say, I think he's going to make a good player. Unfortunately, not for us. Um, yeah. You can you can just see he's he's got something about him. Um, and I think he will go back to Man City, having not learned basically anything from us other than the championship is, you know, it can be a battle for most games. And I think that's all it will take away. I think Man City will be disappointed that we've not uh, we've not actually done anything with him because we've not because we've not done anything with his own players. Um, you look at Callum Styles. Will he play middle tonight? Will he play on left hand side? You know, the talk about Burry Baggio from last season is barely, barely Baggio at minute. Um, but again, is that because he's not getting developed? Because he's not playing with an an older head, same as Ramal Palmer. Ramal Palmer's been shocking. Mm. Um, you know, we expected him being the com- combative midfielder, getting stuck in like he were last season, picking a ball up, playing a pass and moving forward. Passing again this season has been absolutely abysmal. It mm. really has. We, we we can't pass a ball over five yard. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. But is that because there's not your older player? Look at Donny today. They've signed signed a guy, aren't they? Um, 30-odd-year-old. Yeah. You know, yeah. all right, he might only have six months in him. But is that not sort of the calming experience influence that we need at this at this precise time? Yeah, but look at Birmingham, Hernandez. Yeah. They just signed him, twenty-eight <clears throat> years old, and I know twenty-eight's not old, but it is to us. I don't know how much they both for. Listen, I don't know if we could afford him, but with age comes experience. You know, they, look at what he. I mean, he he ran as ragged. Look, look at the front man. You know, Jutkovic always causes problems. He's thirty-two or thirty-three. You know what I mean? It's it's the the, the Forest team. Samba, Spence, Lewis Graben. I mean, wherever he's gone, and he's not one of the youngest, he, he scores goals, doesn't he? As he'll probably do tonight. Colback, Davis, Zingenagel, Jon- Johnson, Yates, McKenna, Cook, Garner. I mean, not many names that I sort of know, but yeah. You're sort of worried, don't you? Because people like Graben, people like Jack Colback, I suppose, you know, they've been around the block, they know this. And it's a very young, inexperienced side. And I know injuries and, and it can't always be held. Um, that'll be interesting. I just need a forecast from you and then I'll leave you to it to... Uh, to settle down with a cup of tea and Steve Cake slippers and maybe a hot cocoa before he uh, he watches the match. Or a nod off, nod off <laughs> in the chair. 
What do you what do you reckon, Steve? Some people saying this is this is the sort of night with injuries, the coach not in the dugout that we sneak a one nil win. Do they need to come off drugs or is that a real possibility? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, it, it's taken us over an hour to get to drugs, but we got there in the end. Anyway. Um, you know, I, being so negative as everything is at the minute, it gets you down. It gets me down. I hate being negative, but I, I, I and I'm honest, I cannot see a light as of yet as to where we are even going to pick a point up. I, re, I really can't. I'm sorry, but I really cannot see anything tonight other than a loss. Hopefully it's only a one or two nil, but we are prime pickings at the minute to get an absolute hammering because we're just not, it's not a team. It's not Barnsley Football Club at minute for me. It's no. 11 guys on a field kicking a ball about. Ian, uh, Forrest are one to two to win. Barnsley are six to one for the away win. Paddy Powell got it right. Well, I won't be blowing my money. I might as well set fire to it than put six <laughs> put money on Barnsley. I think. <laughs> yeah, like Steve said, every week you think, yeah, this is the one. You know, you try and be positive. We don't want to be too doom and gloom. But the reality is, I can see a three-one defeat. Um, I can. Um, you're looking at the fixtures and thinking where we're going to win. And I thought, I know Blackpool got got put, postponed, but I was everybody was thinking, oh, maybe Blackpool. But look at Blackpool. You know, the, the the form they're in, I couldn't see us getting anything at home to Blackpool. Um so yeah, it I'm I'm not I'm not taking six to one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh Steve, Ian, thank you very, very much. Let's see what the last week or so of the transfer uh, window brings Barnsley, if anything. Um and, and, and let's um let's agree the three of us that the next time Barnsley get three points. Uh, we'll uh, we'll all come together again on on one of these, and we'll uh, we'll spend two hours analysing how that's changed the season, and we will survive in this division. <laughs> it could be end of April. Yeah, I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thanks very very much for your time. Uh, you've been uh, listening to the Reds Report, and we'll be back in a week or so. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.